0: falling apart i got this thing that i consider my only heart of fucking people over this will probably give us enough time here. my boss just quickly john says it's going it's out tough. to find blind spots. this is the third episode of the through the island podcast this is uh we're here morning uh this is uh this is desmond yeah this is mike uh the
1: Islanders have gone one and three since our last episode. Uh they beat the Devils and they lost to the Devils, which I kinda anticipated possibly happening. And then they blew two against the Capitals, which I did not I really did not see coming, especially with the absolute nightmare lineup the uh Capitals dressed. Noah Vechkin Wilson played tonight, he didn't play the first night. No Kuznetsov, no Kuznetsov, no Samsonov, uh, you put no Samsonov. back up for both games. Um, And that's not it. There is at least two other people that I, I cannot think of, two regulars. They're not obviously Ovechkin or Kuznetsov.
0: I believe Backstrom was out of the, did, didn't he miss the first game or no? You're... No, he missed the third period of the. Uh... Okay, because he wasn't out there for that the power but but yeah it was a it was a very uh oh yeah wait so it's it's Samsonov kuznetsov ovechkin i mean literally those are like three humongous pieces to and will and no wilson the first oh, game either yeah yeah and orlov and orlov so... orlov's, orlov's good too yeah so... he's a
1: regular at least he's an NHL regular so <laughs> so the the Let's, let's let's pick it up uh, I don't want to talk about the devils yet but the game against the capitals the first game against the capitals uh it was a little a little bit of an Islanders type game uh two to they were up two to one they' were down one nothing then they went up two to one and then they wound up losing three to two in regulation on a shot with 30 seconds left
0: a soft a, a little bit of a softie. A softie, but also one that Leo Komarov could have handled, we'll you know. We'll,
1: we'll get to out of the way. We'll get to the Leo Komarov situation. Um, and then tonight, the Islanders go up three nothing. Oliver Wallstrom scores his first NHL goal. Absolutely absolutely horrible first goal. I love. I love it. Uh re- very reminiscent of the Anders Lee first goal. I I don't know. I think I've mentioned this to you, but me and Scott were in the building for the uh, the first Anders Legal.
0: Oh, what a beaut. Honestly, <laughs> that was kind of like a low-key caught uh, Pavlik sleeping, and I think it kind of ramped off of Bufflin's stick in like a kind of bizarre way, all the way from the fucking boards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that was a fucking this was like I think this was more random than that but this it was. was funny it was it was
1: it was very funny uh so the Islanders go up three nothing and then the they in the first period and then the second period um they let out five goals <laughs> a couple a couple more softies as well yeah
0: I mean that was I I don't know, I don't know where where you want to start with this but the, the most alarming thing I guess we can get into the specifics as as we we unpack the, the bigger items what's alarming to me is that they they've lost three different games three different ways yeah uh... or, or or actually rather they so they've lost so they're three and four now yeah and they've lost each game in a in a, for for a different reason, you know. Yep, that's true. Uh,
1: the loss against the Rangers was a weird blowout. You hate to see it, especially against the Rangers. The loss against the Devils was the a two nothing um, bore of a game. The first loss against the Capitals was the my personal least favorite type of loss: the uh, losing the lead, not losing the lead, but losing the game with uh, less than a minute left uh and then tonight uh a blown three goal lead so that's that is four different losses in four different ways um it's, and it wouldn't bother me as much if the capitals had dressed Ovechkin and Kuznetsov and they were playing against Samsonov and um Tom Wilson played the first game and Nick Backstrom wasn't out for the third period of the first game that's that's the thing that I hate the most because uh, I can talk myself into being optimistic against uh, a full a full Capitals lineup because I think that they are a really good team and I think that Peter Laviolette's a really good coach, but man, it's rough to justify these last two ones. Like you know, I I, I can and will talk myself into. There being, you know, we're seven games into the season, but it's it's tougher than usual.
0: Well, we're are seven, but but these seven. So actually, I did the math before, uh, before recording the pod. So seven out of fifty six games is equivalent to about ten and a half uh, out of eighty two games. So this is like treat this as if like how you would feel uh, one game under five. Well, you can't be one game under five hundred. I guess it's, one it, game under 500 at 11 games. It's, not it's the, almost, yeah, if they were like five and six right now yeah, at 11 yeah, games. Yeah. Which isn't good.
1: It's not, it's not good. It's not as bad as, it's not as bad as being two games below 500.
0: Like the Rangers? But uh, <sighs> who, who fucking left? La- I, I saw in the group chat, Pete. Uh, who w- was going to be on the episode, but seems like he refuses to download Zoom, uh, uh, so that Lafreniere scored his first uh, career goal in overtime tonight. Uh, so we're we're probably having the least fun in the division tonight. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. watch that highlight right now, man. I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't like their faces or their jerseys or they're it's 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 beside the point so we'll 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 get in touch with pete another time um i i don't have a ton i don't have a ton to say about these games against the capitals i mean we'll we'll get into the leo Komarov situation the lineup stuff um but i don't have a ton to say it was just boring in in different ways not fun uh I I
0: I haven't seen a ton from Brock Nelson. I haven't seen a ton from Josh Bailey. That fucking Bailey jersey, man. I, I wonder if I curse. I wonder if if it was supposed to be like, you know, we're seven two, games. He we're knew s- that I supported him, so he, I didn't need to get the jersey, and everything was right in the world. You know, I was right about Josh Bailey. You know,
1: and I, and I don't I don't want to get I don't want to do this too early, but Josh Bailey, you um you shared words with that one time.
0: Yeah, you know, it was the gasoline corner. <laughs> yeah, outside but, of yeah, outside but, of a uh, Chipotle. Well, actually, it was a it was a natural food store. Right. Yeah, uh, in Garden City, next to the Burger Place that I delivered. Yeah, I don't know that that like they've been bad. You know, they, they've been. It's like so the first line. uh, I, I believe the Andrews goal was a power play goal correct yeah it was great Nice, that was nice. a great setup great setup I mean I mean but but so you know they haven't really scored as much even strength but they've been you know they've been battling after the first capitals game Barry said that like um and this will be the first episode that launches with our new logo uh, but Barry Barry said um after the first game that you only really felt that he had one line going and i he didn't say which line but i think the Lee It's the, Barzelli, it's the Barzell Everleigh Lee Everly line which you know they had and they they haven't been great but they've been trying you know they, they're, uh, they're, there's been a much more evident attempt at forechecking. checking i just think that they're not a a natural fit together like i think their chemistry is not uh what you want your first line to be but but they're they're trying uh, and, and they've had some results, but that second line was dead, uh, again tonight. I mean, Leo got promoted to the second line. I, <laughs> I, I, I thought, I thought that, that dalcole as much as I, I think he sucks, I think he provides like a, I don't know, such a, a neutral amount of suck that like you put him there and it's, it's whatever. Whereas Leo just, I don't know. I just fucking hate the guy so much. Um, and right. the, th- the third line, you know, the third line, JGP. I, I, actually, oddly, I thought JGP kind of had a bit of a an off night or a bit of an inconsistent night tonight. Um, but, he could have
1: won. He could have won that first Capitals game. He had the he had the game on his stick late in the third. I don't know if you remember that.
0: No, I I I, I blacked out. The, the the fucking Leo play really that that game winner really fucked me up. Like I right. I didn't remember much.
1: Before we get to the Leo Camaro situation, uh, I want to touch on that that first line you saying that the chemistry isn't exactly there. Funny enough, I think that Anders Lee. I think Matt Barzell's look great. I think Anders Lee's look really great this season, and mm-hmm. uh, his his puck retrieval's been really really good. Um, he always he's coming out of the corner with the puck a lot. He's really battling in front of the net and really getting himself in front of the goalie and making it hard on defensemen. Um. And Eberly he had the two-goal game um, against the Devils. He, you know, uh, he's he's chugging along. He's, he's just as much a part of that line as the other two. Uh, but he's not playing as well as the other two. So, uh, either way, the second line's been non-existent. The fact that Leo Komarov got bumped is very funny. <laughs> but I understand uh, why Barry Trotz did it. Because he was going to play Bellows and Wallstrom and he didn't want to play... Another, even though Del Call is really kind of uh, being, he's graduated a bit from uh, being one of the young kids. I think he's becoming more of regular, and his, his defensive responsibility, and like like you said, he's like a, a whole lot of nothing when you put him out there, but at least it's no no bad as well as no good. Uh, I think, I know why Barry Trotz didn't want to dress Bellows, Wallstrom, and Del Call. Uh, I get it and um the fourth line's
0: been fine they've been fine i don't know are are, are you talking we're talking overall right yeah i don't know man i i I said it um you know i i I thought it at the after the, the the run there was a lot of concern i had um about you know the fourth line especially it was especially with how they played in the playoffs that was like that was the best they had played that was way better than they played during the season
1: mm-hmm.
0: like during during the regular season of last year uh Siz- Sizikis and clutterbuck were like almost never in the lineup at the same time and yeah. martin was kind of lost without them I mean, he was a healthy scratch many nights and was hurt too so mm-hmm. um i i I just don't know. I mean, I I don't think they've been. I don't think they've been great. I, I think they've been bad some nights. I I think about in the loss to the Devils that the second goal, which you know, Sorokin should have held the rebound of, but but Sezikis got dangled uh, by by Gusev at the point, and like, yes, yeah, yeah. so sometimes sometimes that happens. But honestly, I I, I just feel like there've been a lot of like fucked up clears by Sizikis there's been a lot of i don't know he he seems like he's off he's and he's the best of the three like yeah and uh, uh Sezikis, I, I i think clutterbuck of the three has maybe been the best but um uh martin's been fine too there's not i i guess it's just maybe like that line can only do as well as Casey can lead them. And, and, uh, I mean, that makes sense. He's the center. Yeah. Uh, but damn man, like it's, it's been rough sledding. Nothing, no line, no line looks great right now. No line looks great.
1: I'm curious if, uh, bear really, really fucks with, uh, the line situation. And I'm also curious about Bouvillier's status in terms of, uh, I know he was day to day, last that I checked, but, uh, he comes back and then all of a sudden the lineup looks a little bit different. You know, they get his secondary scoring and then all of a sudden maybe the first Capitals game goes the other way. Uh, tonight was just a all around collapse that there's just a small nightmare. Um, I don't know. I, I, I gotta wait to see what Bouvillier's status is. Uh, I'm sure Barry Charles is going to do some kind of jumbling or maybe he'll just stay with what they got and just figures got to push forward and uh, try and create force some chemistry with some of these guys. Like I, I think that uh, you could force some Peggio, Wallstrom, Bellows chemistry, but I don't know. I you know, with young guys, I don't know how long of a leash those guys are going to get. After losses with Barry Trotz, I think that they both. I think Bell's has looked good. He's really, yeah.
0: he's, he's, he's really playing hits. Yeah, he's, he's he's really been hitting. He's been finishing his checks. Uh, he he had a couple decent looks tonight. He's he's trying to shoot. I think he's overall playing a pretty complete game. Um, I think the goal the goals will come. Yeah. Um, for him. it's almost like
1: it's almost like a Beauvillier situation honestly uh the way that Beauvillier kind of um came into his own where he was told don't worry about scoring do every other th- do all the other little things and the yeah. scoring will come and I, I kind of think that bellows
0: is following that same trajectory yeah because if I remember correctly it took like it took almost that that whole first month of Beauvillier's career for him to get his first goal yeah um but but he was playing well. Um, and and you know, Bellows already has his first career goal. He has mm-hmm. two, so he's. It's not about like that hump. It's just about like literally this season. But I, I think so. I think I think he's been good. You know. So Beauvillier, the earliest he can come back is after the the um, the back to back with with Philly this weekend. Um, but but I mean, he okay. but even before the injury, he was nothing. You know, and and yeah. Uh, the, the problem with Bovillier compared to bellows what's nice about bellows because bellows is willing to be uh, and it's just built more like a physical player he can kind of be visible in those ways where with with Bovillier when he's not scoring and and you know he did uh, you know there Bovillier did have some chances but I, I just feel overall that second line has not been the the threat that they were like they really were a menace for other teams uh, in the playoffs last year, I mean, you know. even even against the 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 Lightning, that was the line that was able to score against the Lightning, and uh, it's you know. So who know? I, I think who knows how much things could could get shaken up. Like on some level, I really as I I know that you don't want to mess with the first line a bit, but like I kind of wonder if. So, so, as you said, Bailey and I mean, as you said, uh, Lee and and Barzell are they've been the two ba- the the better two. Yeah, they've been the better two. Um, I, I wonder if, and I I'm pretty sure I said it in the first episode with Everlay, I just don't think he's good enough to to deal with uh, those you know the the top pair defensemen. I wonder if you bring. Uh, you you switch Eberle and and uh, Bailey, so you put Bailey with uh, Bailey, really reunite Bailey with with Lee, and try that with with you know with Barzell in the middle because Lee and Bailey have good chemistry.
1: Um I, No, I, I, I see what you're saying. You uh you bought that Bailey jersey and, and you want him to play with Barzell so that way he he can grab some points and you don't look like a big idiot.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm two hundred and seventy six in the hole here. <laughs> so I, I really need I you know, I really need uh it's gotta be some solid minutes or else it's not <laughs> worth it for me. Um and uh No, I, I see what
1: you're saying though. Uh uh Bailey and Lee uh can Rekindle that chemistry. Barzell can, Barzell can play with anyone. Uh, Barzell's sick. Throw Eberle on that second line. Have him deal with the second-pairing defenseman uh, or third-pairing defenseman, depending on the matchup. And he's playing with Brock Nelson and...
0: Maybe uh, MDC.
1: I, I, like uh,
0: m- m- maybe, maybe, m- maybe Bellows. Actually, yes. You know what? I think that would be great. Bellows and then with the third line... MDC Pajo Wallstrom
1: I think Kamarov's sticking. I don't know why, but I think
0: he's sticking. He is. Okay. I, I guess this is the perfect time for us to talk about it. Like like this is a this is a problem. Kamarov, I I like I said he's fucking purgatory and now he's starting to feel like fucking hell because it is it's it's for all of the bullshit and again you know shout out to our, our friend josh hosang uh <laughs> have, have already already jiffing it up in uh in, in sweden. sweden
1: he looks sick
0: <laughs> you know th- this accountability shit is is asinine to me when you have a guy like leo kamarov who takes penalties uh and, and okay it, the thing oh he had, he's a good character guy he knows his you know he's di- he's di- he's disciplined that's very funny uh he's detailed uh and he uh what's oh and he and he's he's defensively oriented and great on the penalty kill he couldn't he couldn't kill the penalty of uh, that he took for five minutes because he's so undisciplined and then uh by by a miracle Despite them not having Leo Komarov on the penalty kill, they were able to know what they were doing for for five minutes of penalty killing. That then, that five
1: minute that five minute kill was reminiscent of uh, some of my NHL penalty kills. Very little respect put on that Capitals power play. Kind of kind of putzing around with the puck. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come yeah. come and get it. Come and get it. Which can backfire, but I'm glad it didn't. But I mean, it really doesn't matter because they're also 30 seconds left. Anyway, go ahead. Keep going.
0: And then, and then he doesn't make. Then, then he he has a lackadaisical uh, back check, that he takes the, the the wrong angle on. Um. And that leads to the game winning goal, which I think Varlamov should have had. But at the same time, I say that on placement. But when it comes down to like, where that that shot was taken from, pretty decent decent location it's a very decent location to have a a free and open uh shot on a goalie with 30 seconds to go yeah uh and and uh like arthur staples article said like that was a kind of a pedestrian three on three like that was kind of a standard play that that kamarov just got beat on and for for barry to talk about you know no regrets about it i thought he was just kind of bullshitting I thought he was maybe just like, you know, that that you can't regret a decision that made sense going in or something. But for him to do it, for him to put Leo back in there tonight, I don't know what the fuck accountability shit, like, like this accountability, it just kind of proves a lot of the, the bullshit tropes of accountability um, that, that coaches have for vets versus versus rookies. Like, honestly, I don't think any of those rookies should come out but it's more likely that you'll see Wallstrom come out and Ross Johnson put back in and Leo stay in the lineup. And like, it's, it's fucking, it's bad. And, and look, like like I said before, or like I said in the first episode that there is a need, uh, the Islanders were going to need to have a, a change in approach and strategy on all, you know, in all parts of the team and in roster construction, in, in organizational philosophy. Um, and I, I think that's fucking expedited. Like it it feels like it's expediting. Obviously, you know, they win three out of the next four, you know, it's not going to feel as well as me, but, but there is a significant, there is a serious worry when you have a team that's built like this. That is that the, the 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 majority of it is uh, late twenties to early thirties, early to mid thirties. That's a that's a win now type team, and they're not winning now. And uh, I don't know. It, it, it's that that sometimes like I I'm I'm saying that the thing that we need to watch out for is the worst case scenario. I, I, like Carrie Haber has been tweeting about. Starting to look like worst-case scenario. I don't believe he's de- defined what that is, but just talking about it and thinking about it out loud, how, how it looks up close now. I didn't see this team much last year, but the way it panned out. The San Jose Sharks last year had a had a rough start. They were a veteran team. They were built to win last year. They had a, a very deep run the year before. And... Uh, it just it never quite clicked that they, they maybe had a couple game like little batches here and there a good play but it never set it never set in right and and i'm very worried that that's what's at play here all right here here's why you don't have to worry about the san
1: jose sharks situation uh their coach is not Barry Trotz and their goaltending is fucking insanely bad Don't worry about the Islanders being the Sharks. The Islanders have the benefit of playing this system, which they need to get back to, of playing tight defensive games that they can pull these 2-1, 3-2, 3-1 wins out of. Um, I I wouldn't worry about the worst-case scenario. I don't think the Islanders are going to hit that worst-case scenario with Barry Trotz as the coach. He is historically – he can drag teams to the playoffs. Which I'm not saying is necessarily good to be stuck in that middle type situation, but I don't think it's going to be a shark situation, especially not this quickly. Um, yeah, I I also want to stress that they're three and four, they're not zero oh and seven, they're not one and six. It could the artune could be changed pretty drastically next episode if they. Come away with a couple against Philly and one against Buffalo or two against Buffalo. I don't know what we're going to do the next pod. Let's assume that we do the next pod four episodes,
0: uh, four episodes, four games from now. Yeah, like a week from now. Because I I was looking at the schedule. So you have the back to back with Philly, and then you have Buffalo Tuesday, Buffalo Thursday. Which I which okay. to me, like I think I think it's good to get that. I, I, I think especially in this condensed schedule, it's good to since you'll have probably a lot of that back-to-back same opponent. So you get the first game against that team and then the second game and seeing how they, they do and, and, and compare and contrast in the first and second.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we'll be seeing a little bit of a different tune if they go three and one or even four and zero, oh, which the Islanders play getting against the Flyers and the Sabres have that, you know, the Sabres got better, but who's playing defense, who's playing goal, this team is
0: I, I, again, but here's the thing: like, I I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, you, you know, conceptually, I understand that, but I do think we have seen enough here that. I mean, I I, I think I think one of the big issues is that. So, the depth that they have at uh, at forward. Barry Trotz skews so heavily towards like. The veterans and the character guys, that it, it hurts. Uh, like honestly, a fuck. What would a game be like if you had like none of like Kamarov, Johnston, um, dalcole or actually Dal Dalcol and Martin? I, I I find to be interchangeable. Honestly, at this point, but so, like yes. one of one of those two out, and then you had in Bellows wallstrom and uh and that Timashov guy oh timoshev yeah i wonder if he gets a if he gets a look they 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 need to they need to do like because i i think i get you don't want to tinker too much mo- because you know if you tinker too much you know what the fuck's gonna happen but uh, look the guys that uh, you've given seven games more or less to the same crop of people bring bring new people like bring bring new people in just because like i don't know man something's funky i don't know if something's gone on in the locker room but nah. like i probably not but i just think they're just it's... they lost a
1: couple they lost a couple games in weird ways like nope. i said i'll be more panicky next episode if they go one and three or fucking god forbid oh and four two and two i can still be like let's see what the next batch of games looks like you can go on a run. They go on a couple of runs. You know, yeah. either way, regardless, uh, two and two. I'm not hitting panic button yet. One and three. I'm like uh, hovering. Oh and four. I'm like, sl- I don't even want to know what you're thinking. When uh, <laughs> if I'm thinking uh, a little bit of a panic situation, I don't even want to know what you're thinking.
0: Look, I, in a, I, I am, I'm a bit frustrated because it's the things that I thought might happen are starting to play out, and that's worrisome. Yeah. that's worrisome to me um but but what, what's also worrisome to me is, is that the things that i thought were given So like i thought that bovillier nelson and bailey had really clicked as they said yeah. like I, I thought that they had clicked maybe they'll find it again but it's yeah. it, it hasn't been there so far it, it just hasn't and
1: bovillier has been hurt the last two games
0: so I, I, I think they need to figure i think they need to kind of well, they need to, on some level, i was gonna say they need to figure out what the third line is but like they need to figure out what the, the, honestly, the whole line, the whole lineup is. I, I think, I think everything is on the table. That's how I feel about, like, not even getting into trades. I know trades are hard. You know what? Just, it, you, it's worth, since you didn't get a, you didn't get a training camp, legitimately try some shit out here. Give Zarnick a game. Give that, like, give, give players that you think are pro players a fucking chance. Here's, here's a fun,
1: uh, when Bouvillet is healthy again, give me, give me the regular top line, give me the regular second line, and then give me, I'll call in for Martin and a, uh, Bellows, Peugeot, Wallstrom line. F- you know what? F- <laughs> you know, be kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, Tim call Casey Sazikas fourth line.
0: I think it's a little too soft, honestly. Um, it, it, but. It, yeah it might be but i i don't think i don't know again like i said you, you didn't ha- you didn't have training camp like i think i think enough of your givens are looking like shit that you owe it to the people you owe a a a, a, a lot of or th- there's little to lose in the experimentation which i will say i'll give credit when i saw bellows paggio wallstrom i was like, yeah awesome I thought that was great, and and I think they they can go with it again. But I think both those guys should still be in the lineup. But I I, I was like, great, you're 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 going for it. That is the right fucking att- attitude. Again and again, it's for a third line. This isn't you know uh, a first uh-huh. line, but in reality, you're rolling for like because you are rolling four lines. That's the whole point of this team. It's built that way. That's part of the frustration of this team is that why there is reason to panic is that every like players ceilings are so low that average nights or, or, you know, a below average night can be pretty, pretty suboptimal. Like a below average night can be, can be pretty detrimental. And when you have as many players playing below average uh, right now, it's fucking ugly. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah.
1: well, We'll we'll see what the next four br- four games brings. Uh, let's let's move away let's move away from this a little bit and get in some more stuff. Uh, get in some uh, some stuff that's not islander centric, and then we'll circle back to what the next four games look like. Quickly give a couple small predictions, and then and then we'll wrap her up. Uh, I see you have on your. On your outline here, around the league, any games you've watched? Uh, what have
0: you watched? I'll give you. I'll give you my list after you. Uh... No, I, th- I think your list might be more extensive. Uh, I- I've been in a pretty uh, uh, depressive spiral lately, so I've been uh, kind of just uh, thinking about, um, you know, the way it seems like our systems are uh, are really kind of uh, just completely decaying rapidly. Uh, On a domestic scale and global scale. So I haven't really watched as much non-Islander hockey um, lately. But uh, I figured, you know... I I, I know you're a uh, NHL TV lad. Yeah.
1: uh, I mean, you know, real uh, way to fucking brighten the... Way to lighten the mood, first of all. (laughs) We need that soundboard. So need that soundboard exclusively for the Michael Dell call no more tricking adults into <laughs> <laughs> thinking they stars yeah for sure uh so i'm i'm trying to scroll a little bit through the past couple nights and just take a look uh here's a couple highlights for me uh we didn't talk about the avs blowing out avs blew out the blues in their second game that was kind of more in the time of the last episode. Uh but they did just blow out the Sharks seven to one. No, it was seven to three it wound up being. Uh but they were they were smoking them. Um they so they blew out the Sharks two nights ago. And uh very specifically the other Avs game that I watched a little bit of and I was with Scott we were recording and uh the Avs looked so sick and they went up two nothing against the Kings and I, I I go to Scott I go right after we finish up cuz i knew the avs game was ending i go what do you think the score of the avs game is like 7 nothing avs and then i they're playing the kings and then i turn on my phone and it's 4 to 2 kings so that was that was a fun one there was the um the oilers jets game the oilers winnipeg game where there was like three goals in the last 3 minutes that was sick uh Dreisaitl scored with literally 0.3 seconds left on the clock after the uh after the jets tied it up and went ahead and then, and then the Oilers wound up tying it up and going ahead. Um, I won't watch any of the pervert games. Uh, I won't watch the. I won't watch the Blackhawks. Uh, there's one game on tomorrow that uh I specifically I have it in my drafts. There's one game on tomorrow, and it's Blackhawks Blue Jackets, and I have no
0: respect for anyone who watches that game. So we, we should probably. This probably be a good teaching moment to talk about what pervert games are.
1: Yeah, if you if if you got nothing else to do except watch the Blue Jackets and the Blackhawks, you're and and you're not a fan of either of those teams, you're a pervert. That's what that means.
0: There are a I, couple of pervert games this week. Uh the the the, the Senators Canucks games were uh, pretty pervert adjacent. Like they they were uh
1: you can talk yourself into I can talk myself into watching any Senators game cuz I really like uh i really like kachuk i love the jerseys and any canadian team i can kind of watch and be okay with it it's the because so with the canadian teams usually not during the pandemic situation even if it's a regular season wednesday game and it's uh let's just say it's flames canucks uh the crowd's gonna be sick it's a good chance you're you're walking into a uh, high flying high scoring game even if it's not it's it's probably going to be fun at the very least. The both teams have exciting players. All the Canadian teams have exciting players. Um, so, so yeah, I, I get what you're saying with the senators Canucks being, it's probably the biggest perversion amongst the Canadian division, but it's not, it's not quite like, take a look at this ducks and coyotes are playing right now. You couldn't fucking pay me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One time. So, um, my girlfriend's family is, is, is from Arizona, mostly, uh, tucson area but but we were in phoenix for a wedding and the night of a phoenix home game i think we were at a sports bar in phoenix and i asked them to put the coyotes game on and they didn't know what i was talking about and i'm I'm not kidding like i i I said it to the server they walked and then oh yeah i'll I'll tell you know the bartender i saw them say it to the bartender bartender kind of look confused not like then not do it and then, me ask again, and then she was like, uh, "Do you know what channel it is?" And I was like, "No, I'm not from here, but it's it's the like it's a hockey game, it's a hockey team, the Coyotes." <laughs> and then they were able to find it, but, but yeah, that's uh, like the perversion runs runs uh, deep in in for the the Coyotes. The the Coyotes or- organization is very perverted. Clearly, at, le- at least they've got.
1: They've got the the nice jerseys. They've got the half moon or the full moon. I forgot what it is. They've the got kachina. the moon. The yes. Kachina. And they've got the moon at center ice now. I love that. I think they've got a top five retro reverse retro jersey. Yes, uh, I agree. And and I'll be honest, like uh, it, it's really it's circumstantial. But if I'm home, I don't know about I don't know about you, but I've got other things on my mind. Where if there's only a ducks coyotes game on. I might flip it on to see if the Coyotes are wearing the Kachina jersey. Oh, and yeah, if they for are, sure.
0: Yes, yes, literally, yeah, you're right.
1: And if they are, I'll, I'll probably watch while I'm doing other things. But if it's, like, ducks in their awful jerseys, Coyotes in their kind of bad regular jerseys, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm watching this. Uh, you know, unless it's like a, I turn it on, it's, you know, they're flying. But, I uh, I'll will give any game a shot, but but at the same time, it's I'm not gonna make the Blue Jackets and Blackhawks tomorrow, tomorrow night my priority. If I see the games five five, uh, in the second period, I'll turn it on. I'll see what's going on, but it's I, I have no respect for someone who, uh, <laughs> who revolves their night their Friday night, even even in the pandemic situation, around the Blue Jacket Blue Jackets Blackhawks game if they're a fan of neither team.
0: Yeah, tomorrow night I'm I'm going to be watching Jimmy Eat World is doing a, a live stream of them performing Futures, and the Starting Line is doing a best of set at like 9 p.m. So I'm not going to watch uh, that pervert game. I'll probably just watch reruns of Seinfeld. Let's go. That's a, that's a good. That, that, that's a good call. You know, and and the Ducks like you know I, I loved like I loved the old jerseys. I even love uh, I love John Gibson. Oh, John um, Gibson, sick! Uh, I love Getzlav, man. I think Getzlav, sick. I I, keep, I, Zegre, I hope Zegres, man. I can't wait for Zigris to be in the NHL. The way he looked in 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 juniors was fucking nuts.
1: So is he is he playing? I I, I know that he was at camp for them. Um, I don't know if he's playing. I know I like Silverberg. I think Zegers played really well in World Juniors, but I think we're getting ourselves into a. Uh, we'll have to ask Pete honestly, but I feel like we might be getting ourselves into like he's like a, a regular third liner situation, and he's gonna kind of he's gonna kind of fall into the league. Interesting. And put up like you know put up like eight ten goals a year. Like he looked sick in World Juniors, yeah, but you know it's a it's a short tournament. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to ask Pete. I'd have to listen to. Some of the uh, draft guys uh, get their take. I know Pranman.
0: I, I forget what Pranman said about him. I
1: who knows with with these I guys. Be-
0: I believe he has pretty substantial. I, I like I like if I if I recall correctly with, with Pete who fucking scouted him however many fucking years ago when he was like a a wee lad. But that the, the that uh, or or no it was yeah. wasn't there that, that tweet that went viral of like Zegris like some guy tweeting about zegris like seven years ago like he must have been tweeting seeing like a a 12 or 13 year like i I think he was like six or not six he might have been seven or eight years old
1: i think he was eight years old which is way crazier than tweeting about a 12 year old like watch out for this kid he's gonna make the nhl an eight year old that's fucking crazy
0: but yeah like zegris is someone i'm looking forward to but but for the most part the 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 Ducks and and before I, I think we just gotta make sure we, we credit uh, isn't didn't Ryan Lambert kind of coin yes. the phrase uh, watching uh, watch what what game was he watching like he said he was watching some <laughs> it, shit team like some, some shit matchup like a pervert
1: yeah it had to be some kind of Blue Jackets Coyotes now, obviously they don't play in the same uh, division but you know what I mean yeah Blue Jackets Coyotes Blackhawks uh, I don't know who else you'd if you're not a fan of the Islanders and they they play like this and they got a record like this, they're they're in fucking pervert territory, I'll tell you yeah, that. But yeah, the, they got, yeah. They got they got Barzel, that's something. That's something that, you know, he's high flying at least. Yeah. But but it's still you're in pervert territory big but, time.
0: And the Ducks, the you know, the Ducks uh have lost they they they've just been a loser franchise and they lost uh they lost uh, over the weekend um in the, the Pierre Luc Dubois uh, sweepstakes. uh yeah,
1: good transition. Good tra- You like
0: that? That that was a that was a little uh that was a little uh Dobson uh outlet pass.
1: Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, so uh Pierre Luc Dubois for Line A Russellvic Ros- uh, I think the Jets threw in Nope, I think the Blue Jackets threw in a pick as well. Third rounder. Yeah, I believe third. So I'm fine with it from both sides. I didn't realize that uh, Pierre Luc Dubois' dad worked for uh, Manitoba Moose, Mooseheads, Moose. I forget which. Um, so I, I think he'll give. I think he'll give Winnipeg a real shot. I I love watching Winnipeg games actually, uh, and partially because I, I really did wa- love watching Patrick Line. A. I. I I think they've got the coolest. Other than you know being inside the Coliseum during the playoffs, I I, I can only imagine what it's like to be in Winnipeg during the playoffs because it looks like it's the coolest atmosphere, straight up. And I've got a friend Sam who plays in a band that we toured with called Intervals, who is from Winnipeg, and he's a big uh, he's a big Jets fan, big Blake Wheeler guy.
0: Yeah, we got we got to make a trip to Winnipeg the next Islander game in Winnipeg. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yo, I love just be, it that's pervert territory i mean that's <laughs> that, that, that's that's peak pervert to fly to winnipeg to watch a islander's winnipeg game
1: i've always i've always told uh i've always told lauren that i uh i would love to just spend a couple days in Winnipeg and just see what see what goes on there
0: i, I, I you know a lot of great wrestlers have come from there uh, uh weaker than are the weaker thans from uh winnipeg i know joni mitchell's from
1: winnipeg i think if not not very close to winnipeg um but but, uh, anyway uh so so how do we had a as a trade i'm i i like the fit for the jets i think that uh that center depth is really important that's why i like the islanders in terms of actually i like them to actually figure it out and start winning because I like their center depth. I'm starting to like Winnipeg center depth. Um, their defense leaves a little bit to be desired. Great goaltending. Um, but the Jackets get... The Jackets' center depth is a little curious. But they do get Line A, who's a, who's a nice little winger. Roslovic's the center, I believe, who the Jets were playing at wing. Um, I'm curious to see how Roslevich pans out. I haven't seen a ton from him. When I've watched Jets games, sometimes he was scratched. Sometimes he was playing wing uh curious to see what line a under Tortorella is like I'm a john Tortorella apologist. I think that he is a good coach uh i i think it'll be really funny if the two of them don't
0: get along though i mean i i like you know people i i remember you know when when Pierre luc dubois got benched and you know like one of the things that people all the keyed and I was like Marion gabbarrick like retweeting something more or less like implying that was uh you know he's been there and like that's how is. Yeah she
1: and you know, you know what's so funny though
0: I mean you saw the
1: you saw the Pierre-Luc Dubois shift right Yeah oh it was horrible it it, it was insane it was absolutely insane anyone who's like and anyone, anyone who blames Tortorella for that for benching that guy after that uh, hasn't ins- honestly hasn't had seen that shift like can't have seen that shift if they're blaming uh you know obviously the bigger picture who knows I know that like he's he's been really weird about the reason why he wanted to get traded and has claims I don't know if this is you know him just being polite but claims that it has nothing to do with Tortorella it's just like he's a very unhappy person in Columbus, which I guess speaks volumes about Columbus the city. But like I, I don't know I Columbus feels like one of those uh, it's like a fine city. I, I know it's not Manhattan, but I don't know it's it's a weird his his reasoning being so secretive is weird.
0: We don't know i i mean everything everything from you know from 31 thoughts and, and i i'm not sure if you listened to, to the 31 thoughts podcast interview yep. with uh with with yarmo and i did I, I thought that was very interesting I yeah thought, you know yarmo was very defensive about the the city uh he was very um clear in that that uh you know he I I don't know. It, it's it. it just seems it seems like a situation where we don't know. He claims he doesn't know why. He's he's claimed in other interviews he doesn't like that that Dubois has never been clear to to his teammates, to his coach, to anybody on why he wants out. Uh, you know, I I have seen you know, Reddit and and Twitter theories that like he didn't want to be around all the. Uh, the QAnon folk uh, <laughs> in in the Columbus Blue Jackets locker room. Oh uh, sure, I bet I bet it's uh, uh, Seth Jones. Seth Jones is a uh... Seth Jones is liked. not great, not great, not even good. Actually, bad, very bad, particularly oh. bad. Uh oh. But hey. but but I I don't know. To me, like that that just you know, as much as I would love for that to be the case like just like oh cuz you guys are such fucking like abhorrent pieces of shit it's you, definitely you, you not lost. it's definitely not the case like yeah i i don't want to get a little bit too much like uh msnbc watcher fanfic you know level <laughs> of uh uh like like uh you know the the trump reply guy grift of like the the the, the liberals that mr. always show up mr mr president yeah. you can't uh you <laughs> You can't guy, that guy Jeff Tiedrick that would like always tweet, sir, this is a Wendy's. Like he <laughs> did that for like four years, every day, like five times a day. That was his life. That's that's uh, bordering on pervert behavior. Oh, that that that's for sure pervert behavior. Um, yeah, blue blue check, blue check lib shit. Um, yeah, yeah. So as much as I would love to believe it's 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 that it's definitely it's, it's the, I, I I mean I I, I could. Is there, is it conceivable that he finds them to be annoying as fuck? It's, it's conceivable for sure, but it, it could be a mix of uh, that as like, you know, a third tier reason of a bunch of reasons of him, like not be not believing that they'd be able to build, a, like not being able to believe that they'd build a contender, like around, around him. Like I, uh, you know, we, we, we brought him up in context of the Tavares comparison and it's like. He's not as good as Tavares, but I wonder if this is just like an opposite thing, like, because he's not as good as Tavares, like, you need a lot more than me to, like, <laughs> really, really win here. Like, a lot more than me to 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 even, you know, be serious here. And I don't believe that you'll be able to do it. it it's possible there's that. It, it's possible that it was like a death by a thousand cuts type situation. You yeah. Know? Where it's like, it wasn't one thing. It was... A bunch of things of varying degrees that all seemed more or less baked into what this situation was going to be. Yeah. Like, who knows? We we don't know. But I what I will say, I guess. Who knows? To, who knows if we'll ever know? And then to put a bow on it, like you know, I I'm excited to see both. Play- I, I I'm actually gonna. I I find more both teams more watchable now because of this trade. Um, j- just to oh, see how yeah, I would... how it works out.
1: You know what's funny after after all the shit I just talked about that Blue Jackets Blackhawks game. I think that's the first game that Line A and Roslevik are playing for the Blue
0: Jackets, which means that I'm gonna tune in. And <laughs> I don't know <laughs> because I'm looking I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the um, cap cap friendly here, and so. Roslovic is on the the regular roster and Linea is on IR and I'm wondering if Linea I like, I wonder if you're when you're on covid protocol like did like so what I wonder about this here is it's possible I wonder if Roslovic was not playing with the, like if he was not with the team right if he was in cuz if if he was just staying home in Columbus then that, then he wouldn't have to um he wouldn't have to quarantine as long. He wouldn't have to do the COVID protocol as long, uh, presumably, as Line A flying in from Canada. Well, you're. I think you may be right.
1: And uh, what I'll say is I take back what I said about taking back the pervert thing. Because <laughs> now, if you watch that game, e- even if Roslovic's playing, I don't care. You're a pervert. If Line A was playing too fine especially if they are wearing
0: those uh reverse retro jerseys because I, I think that is the best blue jackets jersey that they've got well you know what we're gonna have to you know this is the beginning of a new section pervert game of the week and and it, and, and some weeks it might be the game we're watching i mean as as islander like it's kind of russian roulette as islander fans because depends you know, the, the perversion depends. may be coming from within the schedule uh-
1: it depends on if they can turn it around. If they can't turn it around, then you're looking at maybe some Islanders devils games as being some, some pervert, uh, some pervert territory. Yeah. Situations.
0: Well, you know, uh, we, we still got to get through a couple things. So maybe let's just see how, how fast we can yeah. get through this while giving it, you know, appropriate time. But I think, you know, speaking of perverts, uh, barstool sports, uh, and, uh, the NWHL, um beef uh i don't know to me it's it's it, it connects to our hockey culture talk from the first episode but like i don't know i i, I find that 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 the bad shit the like the, the 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 you know bro shit behavior of of uh and like the the um like shithead preppy like upper middle class white uh kid aspect of hockey is has built up so much clout within the culture um that has manifested in barcel sports and spinning checklets that ace that 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 being this like you know thing that's supposed to be you know is branding itself as like sports media for the new age for for the modern age but it's 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 like catering to a lot of like boomer cultural values uh and and it seems irreconcilable and and incompatible with a sport uh with a league like the nwhl which is very seeming seemingly trying to at least organizationally and and with a decent amount of players in the league trying to push for it to be a deliberately progressive uh sport and its values and its business models kind of like what the WNBA does uh-huh. but you know with but it does need to grow which then you know leads to erica nardini from barstool like trying to you know bring attention, which, you know, it's good to bring attention, but the, 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 attention, the concern of the NWHL side is we don't want your company that like coddles racism and sex, not at, at, at like worst is blind to like racism and sexism, uh-huh. uh, or at, at best, uh, at best you would say is like ignorant to how damaging it's, it's cultural, like interactions are, but, that's it, it it doesn't deserve that that benefit of the doubt when it's broken it so many times. That the worst case scenario is that they are just a racist, sexist company or a company that is fine with sexism and racism, which you know, what what's the fucking difference there? Um and but but one that because because they have the numbers that you should do what you should cater to them no matter what, which then breeds into this this issue of what the NWHL is like. Okay, if we were to like continue to cot like to, to work with you and then even, you know, let you buy a team that that you wouldn't just make this about yourself the way Barstool always does, which is what they've done in the criticisms of them in this whole thing. It's never been about actually analyzing what the claims the, the well worn, well tread like territory of like the claims of racism and sexism against the company. They never respond to that. They never adequately respond to that. They never react to that. They don't change anything they do, because uh, they view changing and evolving as letting the libs win, letting the keyboard warriors win. It's a very like bizarre thing to be proud of as an adult, um, unironically, um, and and to to me, so it, it just seems like this was a a, a bad this was a bad uh, situation that was always going to be incompatible and and sure enough the 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 loudest and worst people in it are are uh you know just fucking running it into the ground um running it into the ground uh and and the, the, the 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 sport of women's hockey is suffering throughout all this
1: yeah i think that you're pretty spot on i so I really just kind of saw this, scrolling through Twitter, saw little things about this. Still, I'm still completely, like, I'm still relatively unclear about what the the situation was, what started it, but I think even just through what you just said there, I, I can surmise that it was Barstool trying to bring attention to the NWHL, the NWHL being hesitant about that because of Barstool's history with all of the uh in particular sexism some racism situation stuff and uh, i so what's what's interesting is you brought up spit and chiclets and uh i will i will listen here and there uh because i i think r i think ra is like really uh like he's pretty good i think uh learning and getting better uh a little bit but did you but... see, did you
0: see his, his video for for uh for nardini
1: no i didn't yeah
0: Acting so like acted like she was a fucking political prisoner or something
1: what what i'll say is curious enough i was listening to they just had bob mckenzie on and bob mckenzie brought up uh brought up white privilege within hockey mm-hmm. and and was talking talking about it like pretty competently and just about how like People within the hockey industry and he you know he was saying like yeah hockey culture isn't always bad you know which isn't you know you know he's he's Bob McKenzie he's been he's been with the league for I don't know how many years whatever uh but he said that it it really white privilege really needs to be something that that people that are uh connected within hockey and like that that run hockey need to just face head on and and understand what it is and just like just be able to say okay i understand that as a white man playing hockey i have less obstacles to go through than anyone else that wants to play hockey and i thought that was pretty good they didn't really have much to add to it you know bisnet and ra were kind of like i agree well said whitney kind of was you know was like yeah yeah
0: yeah, what, what, what did Whitney say? Did he just not touch? He just said, yeah, like, did he just not deal with it? Yeah, he kind of just said, yeah, good, you know, well said, something like that, something like that. Of That's... course, of course, because that motherfucker, like, will will have all these, like, dumb shit right-wing opinions. And then, and then when it comes down to actually having to, like, unpack something that he doesn't, like, that he doesn't want to unpack, he's too much of a fucking cowardly fuck to, like, yeah. respond to it. And, right. and 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 that's how it always fucking comes with anything you know i've listened to the podcast before anytime they talk about serious things he lives in this space of having to try to defend perpetually defend right wing values like uh you know traditional like suburban conservatism it's the same dumb he is that like that dumb fuck conservative like that 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 uh that that will never defend that will that that will never concede an inch until something that is obviously abhorrent about something he's defended in the past and then it becomes a thing and you know this this is a, a fucking thing that is a very barstool thing it's a very white privilege thing then it becomes something that once they can't once it's something that's obviously their guy or someone like them so like some something that that's a manifestation of something that they've been in in defensive in the past it becomes this. Well, no, everybody's a little bit. You know what? Everyone's got to be better. And it's like, no, motherfucker, you do no like you do no personal analysis of any of this shit. And like that's what it comes down to with this. It's like with the NWHL, the way like you know Barstool will fucking talk about. They'll do that whole. Fuck identity politics, blah, 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 all that shit. They'll, they'll take the right-wing angle on it. And then once Nardini is, is criticized, it becomes like, you know, oh, I'm just a woman trying to do st- something for other women and I'm getting stomped out. How sad is that? It's such a fucking bullshit, like, uh, thing of, like, just complete, completely inconsistent morally uh, and intellectually. And, uh, you know... Kudos to the NWHL for actually taking a stand because the N- the NHL never will. The NHL w- would lose risks so little in taking yeah. more of a stand, um, whereas the NWHL needs to grow more and is willing to take a stand. And it's it, it's just so fucking insane to me watching it play out like that. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that's pretty well said, and
1: and I'm sure this won't be the last time we talk about something regarding bar stool and chicklets and whatnot. Even though, like I said. It's it's a situation where like I'd like to think that these guys are learning little by little, but then it's always it it always kind of feels like it's one step forward, two steps back.
0: Oh, because I, exactly because look, they they can have the this episode after George Floyd or Ahmaud Arbery and really Ra is is crying his little tears about you know growing up in in race war Boston and that's all maybe that's all fucking real and maybe that's all fucking valid, but at the same time it's it's preposterous to me it's, it's, it's preposterous to me for them to, to have episodes like that. And then once it's about their own, what there, there's never any analysis, like reflection of, of they themselves as an entity and what they're doing. Racism is something that's going on in the world. It's something that, that they themselves never could be partaking in. Sexism is something they themselves could never be partaking in. And it's just fucking childish to not, to not, fucking analyze these things it's something that that i that i have to self-analyze all the time something that everybody should self-analyze and and the fact that, that when it comes down to they, they become tribalistic when it's about their ceo which you know again that's your yeah. that's their fucking boss their ceo at a non-union company like yeah it, it, it's one of those things where it's like all right so you become tribalistic any any sense of of, of uh of uh, uh you know litigating these things the, the the moral claims here they never do that they they never do that And anytime barstool gets criticized they never do so um it's funny and and this is the last thing i'll
1: say on it too It's and it's it is really funny how chiclets is one of the like brighter spots in that regard amongst that company too which is that's that's the crazy part yeah no
0: i i agree i agree i mean Look what, what, what's got to happen here. I hope the NHL helps the NWHL out and then you don't need to Have the 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 barstool sports, you know Conglomerate kind of waving their dollars and being like look, you know, how dare you call me racist? Don't you want my money? Yeah, like, that's I, what's going on here and and th- that's a very gross thing and um, so
1: I, I I don't once again like and I don't want to speak on it because I don't fully understand what they're doing like i know that they're donating a lot of money to small businesses right
0: now which is which is a cool thing they're they're
1: fundraising
0: and and that doesn't make it not a good that money is going to those businesses that is good to me that seems like it's pr rehabilitation uh, on yeah. some level uh, again ultimately it does not matter for, to the people that are struggling the fact that, that our government has left people yeah. out to dry as much as they have it's disgusting um and the fact it, the fact that we you know the fact that I even have to
1: have to bring that up and be like, uh, well, at least Barstool Sports is funding these small businesses and and helping them in that regard is 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 a crazy sentence, in on so many different levels. Like you know, from. Uh, the, the fact that they are doing that as opposed to government the fact that i have to give kudos to them because of it or at least bring it up like feel feel the responsibility to bring it up because i do think that is a good thing and like you said whether that's pr pr related it's still good whatever blah 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 and, and i don't want to stray too far away from this the the nwhl angle that we've you know the 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 actual what we've been talking about but it, it it's a whole it's a whole can of worms i feel like whenever you bring it. whenever it's brought up and like i said i'm sure it won't be the last time you bring it up and i'm gonna be sure to listen for whatever they say on it and we'll we'll
0: have to discuss you know because i'm curious myself and, and and we should talk about the nwhl you know i, I yeah I, we should I, I try to watch the games I, I caught the the riveters six game um over the weekend uh I thought it was really good, and and I thought the the white cap. I saw the White Caps' uh, shootout win over the Six, where they came back. Or I think they were down like five one or something. Pretty good shootout. Pretty nasty game-winning goal. Um, but no, you know it's one of those things where. Look, this I, as as much as I'm curious as to what they have to say. They are going to be biased towards their boss. Uh, they, well, they, yeah, that's why I'm curious about it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm curious to listen to it. I'm sure it's going to be bullshit. I'm curious, you know, how much RA's is good cop bullshit. You just just proves that a good cop is still a cop. Yeah. And and uh, but you know I am much more curious to the the NWHL, and I I definitely I want to get a uh, definitely should support uh, Soroya Tinker, um, uh, her being the first one to speak up. Her being a black uh, woman athlete uh, and being the first to speak up, I thought was was, uh, another instance of of hockey culture, just showing its worst self all the time. Um, But definitely support her. Definitely get a a jersey. um, Yeah. Or shorzy, rather. Um, But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, I... uh, yeah. I definitely want to give twice as much attention to the NWHL as I do to people that uh, ultimately move the sport backward.
1: Yeah. So, like I said, sure it won't be the last time that we touch on it. So, we'll we'll, we'll wrap that up now and we sh- we should make it a point to talk more about the NWHL starting next podcast. I'll I'll I got to I got to catch a couple of games this week and see see what's going on we'll have a we'll have a little discussion so to kind of wrap it up because we're running a little bit long on time uh let's just give let's just give quick prediction on these next four games philly twice buffalo twice what do you say don't go into too much detail two and two
0: think so yeah four and no okay so so when they go three and one we'll we'll both feel satisfied enough, I suppose yeah, but yeah this this is through the island uh you know it's uh it's a short season, but damn does it feel long on some yeah. nights
1: yeah we'll uh we'll be back next week uh I think I'm hoping that it'll be a little more fun next time and maybe some more gags maybe some more uh we'll we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. That's, There's some
0: bits coming your way.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's the gonna pervert be, corner. It's gonna get bitty. Well, the huh. righty. Good night. night. Oh, yeah.
0: Everything that kicking together is falling apart. I got this thing that I consider my only art of fucking people over.